Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Rankable Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Sussman of iPoll Rank, and I am super excited. We are going to tackle this, this really kind of important and challenging world of project management when it comes to SEO. Today, I am joined by Monse Cano. Uh, she is an international SEO and digital marketing consultant. She kind of like brings herself in-house and works with like these long-term projects, but gets a lot done for her various clients. It's awesome. She's an all-around SEO, digital marketer, project manager, and specializes in integrating digital marketing areas to ultimately maximize marketing and business results. Thank you for joining me today, Matze. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I'm very excited to be here today. Awesome. So one thing that I think is interesting in terms of getting SEO integrated into an organization is this project management, which can be challenging because you have to work with all of these different parts of a business. How do you, I mean, project management can cover all different types of projects. How do you approach project management specifically for SEO? Well, I tend to approach this project management um, for SEO for, from a point of view of um, uncertainty. So managing uncertainty, which I know is slightly different from what most people would actually expect. But to me, um, controlling this uncertainty feeling is something really, really important, something that I started to think about and read more about in 2020. And I think it has had a very positive effect in my life. So it's all about it's all about making sure that we produce something which is um, valuable, which is going to be useful for the company, the organization where we are working for. So uh, one of the first things that I do is familiarizing myself with the business. And as a consultant, um, as I've, been, I've been also in-house in as well. But one of the very first things that I do is familiarizing myself with the, with the business, what they do, what they don't do, their, um, their business vision, etc., etc. What I have done before as well, what has worked, etc., etc., just to try and identify identify a need that is extremely important so following that I kind of think about what else what I can do to meet that need and then following from there I just kind of start um, structuring the project what I have to say is that the word project is very um, it's normally used in a very loose way yeah Mm -hmm. so it's a bit like, um, I keep saying this, um, it's a bit like words like marketing or even philosophy. They are, they are technical terms, but they have got popularized. So a lot of people use them interchangeable, uh, sorry, interchangeably mm-hmm. <laughs> with uh, other, other words, just for lack of a better word at that moment in time. And the same works with projects. Um, as a project is not something that has a loose meaning. It's, it's something totally different. It's something very, very specific because the main end is to um, to deliver something which is mm-hmm. going to be valuable. So that thing that is valuable needs to be um, agreed at the very beginning. And there are certain steps in order to achieve that. So those steps are uh, the project initiation, which I have just commented on. Then you need to plan. For mm-hmm. that, the roadmap, then 
also the same time that you do as you do the roadmap, you plan for any risks, anything that might happen, uh, how you're gonna back up if right. there is a problem. Well, what's your how are you going to do? What are you going to do if it, there is a problem? For example, when um, I don't know, you have to pause that that project because there is a company crisis, and obviously all hands needs to be on deck. For example, right. um, communication. Who are you going to be communicating with? Um, how, when, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then you execute the project because obviously no great idea is great without a, an execution, an appropriate execution. And this is when you actually decide as a project manager if you want to kind of direct that project in another in another way, in another direction. So um, things that. It, it, for example, you want to um, you wanted to do X, Y, Z, but then you don't have suddenly um, the resources that you need for that, that you you had already agreed previously, et cetera, et cetera, and then you have to basically turn that off, <laughs> and then yeah. you can focus on something else. I can imagine. So obviously, a project, an SEO project, could either be like technically focused, it could be content focused, it could be research focused, or it could be holistic and cover everything. And I imagine it's also very easy for scope creep to happen, where the project gets bigger and bigger and bigger, or as you mentioned, it gets cut off. How frequently are you kind of checking in with the progress of these these projects, and and what, like, how long do they typically take? Does it it depends, like an SEO, or or what do you prefer? It does depend on the actual project that you that you have in hand. So, for example, for migrations, website migrations, um, I check on progress all the time because I mean the main the main progress the main, the main aim is to have a website up and running mm-hmm. uh, in a certain time. Yeah. And with those resources, but then obviously you are doing that because there is a real need for that. Maybe the previous platform just didn't work and it's like a black box. And there was a, I have worked on some black boxes <laughs> during my career. And I know for a fact that there were, um, that there were terrible websites, no documentation whatsoever. And then a redirection to another platform was very much needed. So, um, you do that because of that, and because obviously you want to increase sales, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you check on progress as you go along, but obviously um, sometimes the the scope of the project is much longer um, than just a few months or a few years or a couple of years, perhaps, or something. Yeah, it's um, important to be able to re- rein it back in. And so I imagine, and I guess my question to you is, what are some of the things that most businesses actually get wrong when they're setting up an SEO project, for instance, that that will like make it more likely to lead to failure? Like, what are those missteps? So for SEO, one of the first and most annoying uh, mistake, mistakes that I make is not checking with SEOs in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they have a digital project and SEO being the basics of all digital. For me, at least it is the basics of all digital. I mean, you have a website, you have to have SEO. 
no matter what. And so many businesses just check with the technical people. And the technical people are IT, which is fantastic. I mean, they are technical, obviously, <laughs> but hello. <laughs> we are the ones who actually ask them to do certain bits for us so that the, the website is functioning, um, people can find it, and people can actually use it and produce its benefit. Yeah. Um, so they don't just check with us. And that is a great, great mistake. Um, but also, I think, from my experience, um, what I have seen so far is that in the job descriptions, they ask for people with great project management skills. And um, sometimes it's just not project management. It's more about organizational skill set, which is amazing. You have to have an organizational skill set no matter what, particularly in, in the industry that we are working on. You really have to have those skill set because um, we need to work very methodically. Uh, or at least I work very methodically towards the objective. But um, a project is something else. It's just not about organizational skill set. It's about knowing exactly how to structure a series of tasks. Right. And, um, and one of the very important, or well, the most important aspect is knowing how to close and when to close that project, which would be the last um, the last phase of any project. However, I don't really think that I have seen so many projects being closed properly. I haven't seen that much documentation, which should have been there from the start, but then the closing documentation where you analyze, um, where you analyze uh, all the steps that um, have happened before, what hasn't happened, all the issues, how you have overcome them, next steps, everything. I haven't seen that much recently. Um, <laughs> well, to that point, I'm curious of actually about yeah. the documentation. Like, what what is your? How do you recommend you document SEO performance? Like, how do you mm -hmm. identify those KPIs? And then, because we know, you know, there's the myth that SEO always takes more than six months, which isn't always the case. But for an SEO project that that may take time to see the results. How do you evaluate that as a project manager? I tend to build up GDS reports whenever possible. I mean, I've been in many different situations where um, I have never been able to, to do this. So I have been brought in just to do X, Y, Z. And I was there uh, to deliver that particular bit. And no matter what other things I was able to do, or I'm able to do, I, was a, I wasn't able to build up that GDS, pro, um, uh, um, that GDS uh, report right. or anything else. So it really does depend. I have needed to adapt myself. But the idea is to build up a roadmap and a dashboard where everybody can actually see the report, the agreed metrics and KPIs. And um, yeah, so that every, everyone can actually see that. Um, I think it also, it also does depend because um, one of the, the good things about, about um, from an artistic point of view, right? Yes. <laughs> Project management is that you have to learn how to create charts and graphics and everything else. Yeah. Right. So this this 
this can be this can be really interesting if you if you are actually have that creative mindset as well, which actually we need in in, in, uh, in marketing too. Because a, a, a GDS report can be very useful for for us, but might not be very useful for the C-suite, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what exactly it is that you build up for them? You can build up, I don't know, um, just anything, just just uh, like a rudder or uh, an issue rudder or um, anything else, really. I have seen great, great, um, great um, reports being built as well for, for different people. Yeah, I'm with you. It absolutely depends on who your stakeholders are and, you know, yeah. surfacing the important information that they care about. Um, I'm curious, actually, so for like large websites, I know you've worked with some large websites, uh, To what do you typically recommend with their like setting up projects? Do you usually go like from a content audience standpoint, do you go piece by piece? How do they, how should they prioritize their attention in your opinion? Hmm. I would start. I said earlier um, that I would start checking what the main um, the main issues or the main vision. Actually, we we start with the vision of the, right. of the actual company and the team or the marketing vision, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and then actually, I just go from there. So. It really does depend because with big websites, you really need a big team and a lot of time. And uh, sorting out, I don't know, uh, the blog section might <laughs> not actually bring that much benefit, but might be a very interesting piece to do at a later stage. So I would check, um, first of all, what exactly it is that they need. Um, for example, if it is an e-commerce website, from an e-commerce website perspective, um, probably, probably their products uh, pages, category pages. And that is the very first thing that I would actually check on every single company's website anyway. But from a bigger perspective, from a bigger website perspective, I would go uh, onto that section in the first place. And then I would actually just take it from there and see exactly what it is needed, piece by piece, what would work best. But I would try and suggest the project in a holistic way um checking um checking their their rankings as well their benefits associated to those rankings to those to that traffic that is coming through um etc cetera, etc cetera. I love I love that you mentioned e-commerce and when we when we first started talking you mentioned the idea that you've learned about this idea of uh managing uncertainty in your SEO projects now speaking of which there is this like talk of a potential looming recession in your opinion, what are some of the the opportunities and risks for SEO ahead of whatever's going to happen with that over the next few months, the next year or so? We don't really know what is happening, right? <laughs> we we don't. We just kind of hear all the time that there might be a recession coming up, mm-hmm. and but we don't really have this um, crystal ball. Uh, well, at least mine doesn't work, and so. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like uh, with the algo updates, it really is pretty much like that. Um, I, I, did, I did say this recently. Um, you really have to prepare for tough times regardless. Right, right. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. So in terms of like SEO, how does that play into managing uncertainty? Like what would your approach be? 
my approach would be to um, taking stock, take of everything that you've got. So you can't really prepare for anything that might come up, whether it is good times or bad times or or a bad algo update or anything, if you don't know what you've, you've got. So I would definitely audit your website, your um, website or um, your app, your your mobile app. Mm-hmm. And I would take into to account what the needs are. So when I say auditing, I don't mean only a technical audit or a content audit. I would also check rankings. I would also check what exactly it is that they are bringing, uh, whether they are bringing the right audiences, people who are actually buying, or people they are just recommending, just leaving the site and maybe coming back later, you don't know, et cetera, et cetera. So I would check all that and see whether there is something that needs to be taken into account because if there is a recession, we need to, from a marketing perspective, not just SEO, we need to readapt to a changing user behavior or a changing customer behavior. So we need to do further um, competitor analysis just to see whether we are looking for uh, maybe to reassure current audiences and customers that we are still there, that brands are still there, that brands are not have not gone into administration nor anything. They are there in case they actually uh, want to go back to them, to buy from them, or to check anything with them, to consult with them. It just depends on the, uh, the actual business. Um, and uh, yeah, because there have been these studies um, that were published by different universities that during recession, those businesses that do consistently advertise during and after a recession, even before a recession is coming, actually perform a lot better in the long run. That, that's different. That's, that's that's for sure. Maybe they don't buy shoes or they don't buy jumpers right now, but they may be buying them later on. So they need to understand that you need to keep planting their that idea on their head that they um, that that you are you are still there for them. That that makes sense. That resonates with me because it's like you are doing two things. You are continuing to build up, you know, your SEO, your organic presence so that when they do come back, you're there. But also it sounds like you really want to work from a marketing perspective holistically with your other teams to continue to build demand generation so that, you know, wherever they are in their buyer's journey, you're still the one that they find when the other teams are basically saying, hey, we're still here, come come check us out. Exactly, and talking about the journey path, um, you can also build new audiences with SEO. Yeah. Why not? I mean, there's a, a change in users' behavior or customers' behavior, that might be for the better as well. You might actually find new audiences for your products or things that you didn't use to sell before or um, um, I don't know, services as a consultant that you, you haven't sought before. Maybe you are able to actually find a new audiences for all that. Um, but you have to really take things into account. I think businesses who cut down on marketing spend mm-hmm. are not going to be are not going to be looking that good after the, the recession because they are going to be needing to double up their efforts. Afterwards, so those people who use downtime to um, take on their audience's needs 
um, who um, check on their problems and issues and fix them. Um, people who we assure their audiences that is still there, um, that they provide useful information to them. This is the the the, the um, helpful content update, right? Yep. Useful information all the time. Those those businesses are going to grow. Are going to grow. Those who don't do it are not going to be growing. Yeah, and it, and it's funny because it is such a situation where the people who have the resources, the bigger businesses that can continue to invest will always have the advantage. Like it's tough when you're a smaller player and you need to like really use your budget effectively. Monte, such great insights. I really appreciate you kind of sharing your experience with project management and um, international SEO, specifically in the context of a looming recession. I do want to dive into the rapid fire rankings. Are you ready to answer my questions? Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I'm going to turn on the music. We're going to get this going. Rapid fire rankings. Ready, go. Go. Okay, so rank your top three of anything that you love. <laughs> I love it. Okay, rank your best SEO or marketing win. There are a few, but some of the one of the the ones that I actually regard as the um, most important ones for me is a. Uh, um, replatforming that they did during the recession, during the first, oh, sorry, no recession, <laughs> during yeah. the pandemic, during 2020. <laughs> I know so many major events in our lives, but replatforming is a huge challenge. Okay, rank your top three to four SEO tools. I would say Screaming Frog or the GSC and the and Sidebulb, SEMrush. There are there are a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to limit it. Exactly. Rank rank your best SEO trick or tactic. Mm, I would say keep checking on your website just in case there is something to fix. <laughs> I I think that is the most important thing sometimes because uh, um, there might be issues that. You don't know that they're happening, but they are there and they are having an issue. Um, things like um, an HRF blank tag that has not been implemented properly. And I have seen some crazy HRF blank tags. <laughs> like, yes, crazy. SEO is always going. Rank what you love most about SEO. The fact that I keep learning. Uh, it's, it's a non-stop thing. Uh, every single time I talk to someone, they they tell me something that I haven't tried or I haven't seen before, or maybe I haven't, maybe I have, but I had forgotten about it because I mean, in your day-to-day business, you don't utilize every single tactic or strategy. Rank your best learning SEO resource. Talking to other SEOs. I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and that that can be podcasts as well, and attending conferences, attending events, or sometimes even just having a coffee with them. And <laughs> because we might actually talk about something else, but we go back to SEO at all times, and we don't care. 
we don't care. Other people, other people from other industries seem to kind of avoid finances or anything else that they do in their day to day. Uh, just avoid it because because it causes them stress. Whereas we don't, I don't feel like that. I'm with you. I love I love SEO. It's fun to talk about. Okay, rank the one to three top SEO or marketers that you most look up to. From an SEO perspective, I have to I have to name Dawn Anderson. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. She's absolutely absolutely brilliant, and the fact that she has done has she has taken SEO into academia. Oh my God, um, academia! I would have never thought that SEO could actually go into academia. I'm still thinking I'm playing. I'm playing with computers. I, I'm still thinking I'm getting paid to actually play. So just think about academia, which is something so super serious and everything. I, I just love that. Um, so she's one of them, and other SEOs, it would be difficult for me to name all of the people that I am following, And uh, um, but uh, mostly the old guard, sorry, and yeah. um, can I call them like that, old guard? <laughs> the old school, the old school SEOs who have been school. doing it for 10, 20, 30 years at this point. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And finally, rank your top one or two causes or charities that you want to promote. Yes, I would like to promote two things, two, yes. two aspects. First of, first of all, the Red Cross. And second of all, the um, buy me a coffee <laughs> that Anton Schulk has set up to mm. help um, dog, um, we've got some dogs in shelters in Ukraine at this moment in time. The reason why I have chosen both two is because you know, if, if the actual work that they are doing in very tough times, In a in a hugely in a huge disaster, in a huge human disaster, it's, it's just it's just amazing. So the, the fact the fact that there are people on the borders, Polish border, etc., etc., just providing medicines, it's just it's just amazing. Sometimes are risking their own lives. So I have heard recently that there were some trained doctors, I think, on the Polish border, and they were there to receive families and children, they were dressed up as clones so that they would actually put a fantastic smile, a fantastic smile on their faces. That that was awesome. When I read about that, it was like, wow. And I've heard they are Red Cross people. So um, please help them out. Whether it is the UK Red Cross, the Spanish Red Cross, the Polish Red Cross, it doesn't matter. Just, just yeah. go help them, please, if you can. I love that. And we we have the link in the description, so you'll be able to access it there. Wonderful, Monte. I, I really appreciate your insights. If somebody wants to find you online and talk to you about project management SEO or international SEO, where's the best way to find you? At the moment, at the moment on LinkedIn, because uh, my website is coming up. I mean, it's coming up for years <laughs> to be busy with clients' <laughs> websites. But, you yeah, know, it, it is coming up. I will advertise properly later. And at the moment, I'm on Twitter, very active on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. It's been, it's been a blast. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. My name is Garrett Sussman of Eiffel Rank. This has been the Rankable Podcast. Check us out next week. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye.